Okay, we're going to start here on the top of Lamed Amad Aleph by the two dots. The Gemara is going to ask a question that's related to our sugya, and then it's going to launch into an agadita, which covers most of the daf, which is, Sheol Shelezu, Le'ila Mirabitan Pum Deminoi. They ask this question. Now, the word Le'ila, Rashi has interpreted it a number of ways so far. At one point, he said it means before, in front of. So, Le'ila Mirabitan Pum Deminoi, in front of, Rabitan Pum from Noi. The other possibility Rashi describes here is Le'ila, means with a certain amount of distance, a certain amount of space between them because of the fear of getting too close, out of respect. Later on, the Masechta, Dapechet, Rashi interprets Leila to mean one of the people is standing, one of them is sitting. Therefore, Leila, they look like they're above the other individual. So whatever the interpretation is, they pose this question to Rabbi Tamkum de Minoy. botzina dinura. Is it permissible to extinguish a lit candle, mikame biisha bishabto. In front of or for a biisha means bad, but here it means someone who's choles, someone who's sick on Shabbat. So you're allowed to extinguish a candle on behalf for the benefit of a chole on Shabbat. Patach ve'amar. Now he launches into this holagadata, not related to the question, and eventually we'll get back to the answering of this question, which is, Ant Shlomo, An Chochmatech, An Suchlatunatach. You, Shlomo, where is your Chochmah and Tvuna, your wisdom and your understanding? Not only do your words undermine Contradict the words of your father David. Your own words are contradictory. David of Amar Lo Mitim Yahaluka. The Mitim cannot give praise to Hashem. But Amart, and you said, I give praise to those that have already passed away. And then you went back and said, A dog that is alive is better than a dead lion. So we have both by David and the second statement of Shlomo, passing away and being dead is not something that is positive, it's not beneficial. Whereas in the middle statement, which is the statement by Shlomo, I give praise to those that have already passed away, sounding like passing away is something positive. So Mark explains, When David said that those that passed away cannot give praise to Hashem, person should be involved, engaged in Torah and mitzvot before he dies. So once he passes away, he can no longer engage in Torah and mitzvot. Therefore, Hashem has no more praise in him, enjoyment from him, because he no longer can perform the Torah and mitzvot. This is what Rabbi Yochanan said, we bumped into this in Brachot. That those that pass away are free. Once a person passes away, he's free of Torah and Mitzvot. Not in a negative sense, but in a sense that he no longer can perform Torah and Mitzvot. So he's free of them because he cannot engage in them anymore. How do we explain the Pasuk of Shlomo that I give praise to those that already died? Right now is going to give two or three interpretations of that. Number one, B'nei Yisrael sinned in the Midbar, in the desert. Amad Moshe lefnei HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Amar Kamat Vilot V'tachanunim lefanav. Moshe stood up and prayed, supplicated, beseeched HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and he wasn't answered. Ukshamar. But then when he interceded with this statement, Zuchor, Abraham, Litzak Yisrael, Avadecha, that you should remember our forefathers, Avraham, Yitzhak, and Yaakov, Yanene. He was answered right away. Amar Shlomo. Isn't Shlomo right by what he said? V'shabeach anietamitim shekvar meitu. 
that those that died are in much better position than those that are alive. Moshe the tzaddik couldn't get Hashem to grant forgiveness to Bnei Israel. As soon as he asked with Chutavot to the merit of the forefathers, he was answered in the affirmative. So you see that the forefathers who already had passed away had more power than Moshe to save Bnei Israel. When it comes to a minister, a leader of some sort in this world, a human leader, he puts into place a decree. Sometimes they follow it, sometimes they don't. And even if they do follow the decree, that's why he's alive. Once he passes away, nobody is interested, nobody follows those rules or decrees. He established many decrees, institutions. And they are existing forever. They're still in place today. Isn't that statement of Shlomo then correct? In Moshe who passed away, his word still holds weight and sway today versus all those that institute decrees today where they have no bearing. And if they have bearing, they don't last very long. What is meant by the Pasuk? Make for me a good sign, and then my enemies should see it, they'll be ashamed. Please forgive me for that sin. I forgive you. Make me a sign in my lifetime. In your lifetime, you will not see a sign that I have forgiven you. But in the life of your son Shlomo, I will make it known that I have forgiven you. When Shlomo built the Beit HaMikdash, he wanted to bring the Aron into the Kodesh HaKodeshim. The gates stuck together and would not allow him to enter. He said, besieged Hashem with 24 tefillot and was not answered. 24, Rashi brings two interpretations, either that the words, verbs for davening in that parak are number 24, Rina, Tfila, all those different words. Or Rashi brings down, which he doesn't like, is the 24 brachot that are said on a fast day. Shemun Esri has expanded to 24 brachot, but that's what he said. Lo he was not answered. Patach ve'amar, then he began to say, Su'usharim Rashechem, gates, open up your ways, olam, and the entrance to the world should lift up or be raised. Ve'avo melach ha'kavod, and the glorious or honored king should enter. The gates ran after Shlomo to swallow him up. Who exactly are you referring to here who is the king of glory? Because the gates were assuming that when Shlomo said this, who's the Melech he's referring to? Not the Melech Omei Olamim, not God, but rather himself. So Shlomo responds, Hashem Izuz V'Gibor. No, I'm speaking about Hashem, the strong and mighty one. Then he continues, The gates open up. Raise the entrance to the world. And the honored king should come. Who is the honored king? Hashem Tzvakot. Hashem, the master of hosts, whom Melech HaKavod is the king, the honored king, forever. And he still was not answered. Now, just note over here, first of all, the song that everybody sings is really a combination of the two psukim, which is somewhat problematic. 
It's actually the combination of the two psukim. One pasuk says, The second pasuk, which is the end of the song, is There's a difference between the active form of the verb and the passive form of the verb. I know Rabbi David has said it over here. I've seen in the name of Rav Salavichik numerous times. The difference between and Vihinasu is that one is in the passive format, the Sharim are forced to open. They don't have a choice because the Shem Yizuz Vigibor, the mighty and strong king, comes. That is when Hashem imposes his will on the people, he imposes his machut, his kingdom, on the people. And there, the door is open, Vihinasu, without any option, without any choice, they are forced to open. Yet, in the second pasuk, it's Susharim Rashechem Usu Ufit Cheolam, which is in the active form, that they open up willingly because the Mechakavod comes because now it's the more gentle king, it's the king that is accepted by the people to rule over them. That's why we quote these psukim and the Vila Malchiot in Rosh Hashanah, and for exactly that change, that continuum, that there'll be a first, that Hashem will rule by force, by Memshalam Moshel as a ruler, in the end he'll be a king that is accepted by the people. That's why the song doesn't make so much sense then, because we quote from the first pasuk of and then quote from the second pasuk, which is a mismatch of the two psukim. So then, still, Moshlomo was not answered. Please, Hashem, do not turn away the face of your anointed one, meaning himself. Remember the mercy, the good deeds of David, your servant. Right away he was answering, the gates opened up. So they opened up, Bishchut David Abdo. Merit of David, the gates opened up. That moment, the faces of all those that were enemies of David turned into the bottom of the pot. Bottom of the pot means black. And everybody was present, all Israel knew that Hashem had forgiven him that sin. Isn't that good? Again, that those that had passed away had more power than those that were alive. Shlomo couldn't get the gates to open up, yet David who already passed away had the ability, or through his chut, to open up the doors. So that's the third possibility that we entertained over here about why someone who passed away is more valuable than the one who is alive. The first one we said was the schut avot versus Moshe Rabbeinu. The second one is the gzerot takanot Moshe Rabbeinu. The third one here is David HaMelech. And this is what it's meant by Bayom HaMelech. On the eighth day, Shlomo sends the Bnei Yisrael back home. They bless the king. And they go back to their tents. Smechim, happy. And of good heart. All over the goodness that Hashem had done to David and to Bnei Yisrael. So for those that lived in Chutz Laretz, this is the Haftorah for Shmini Yatzeret. Vayochulo Olehem, what's the interpretation of Vayochulo Olehem? Shnimtzu nishotehem b'tahara. That when they got home, all of their wives were Torim, they were not Nidot. Smechim, that they were happy. Shnenu miziva shechina, that they had enjoyed the presence of a Kodesh Baruch Hu. So I once heard from Rabbi Friend, very nice thought here. He says that the Gemara says here that they were smechim. Everybody was happy. How did they know that everybody was happy? How did they, they did some sort of poll? How did they know that everybody was happy? Answer is that 
when it says smechim here, it says shenenu miziva shechina. We're not talking about some temporal simcha, some thing that's ephemeral. We're talking about real simcha. The only simcha, and the only lasting simcha, is the simcha of being in the presence of a Kodesh Baruch. That type of simcha, Chazal could guarantee that everybody was happy. It's not the happiness that's mentioned in the, the right to pursue happiness. That happiness that's described there is the worldly happiness. There you can't guarantee that everybody's going to be happy. But when Smechim, when it's Shenenu Misiva Shechina, then they knew that everybody went home happy. All their wives became impregnated, gave birth to a male child. All the goodness that Hashem had done for David, his servant. What's the David The God had forgiven David that sin, because otherwise, what was the goodness that he had done to David? David's not alive at this time. The goodness is the previous story that David was forgiven. And for Israel, that they were forgiven for the sin of Yom Kippurim, because that year it says that they celebrated eight days and then eight days. The latter eight days were Sukkot and Shemini Atzeret. The early preceding eight days were the Chanukat Abayit, the consecration of the Beit HaMikdash. Well, if you're celebrating for eight days before Sukkot, five days before Sukkot is Yom HaKippurim. So they overran Yom Kippur that year. They ate and drank in the Chanukat Abayit of Yom Kippur that year. And Hashem forgave them. And that's why it says, the Yisrael that Hashem forgave them for that year, overriding Yom HaKippurim. The thing to note here, it says that the Sonei David, those that were enemies of David, that their faces turned black. Rashi defines Sonei David over here, Mishpachat Sha'ol, the family of Sha'ol, Shim'i, Shim'i ben Gera, who had cursed David, Ukiyotzebo, and similar characters like that. It's interesting, because Shim'i's already dead. Shlomo had killed him earlier in the, I mean, Malachim Aleph, earlier in Malachim Aleph, in the early parts there, he kills Shimi. And then, Beit Shaul really doesn't much of, there really isn't any of Beit Shaul around. So, the, not sure who Rashi is exactly referring to. Says Kiyotzebo, I'm saying that's more likely other enemies of David, other people that had been detractors of David. Alright, so now the Gemara says about the further statements of Shlomo. So here we gave those three explanations for now we're down to the last pasuk of Shlomo, which is A live dog is better than a dead lion. What is it meant in the pasuk in Tehilim? So Rashi gives two interpretations. So Rashi says the first one is Kitsi Hatidot Lavoelai. What's going to happen to me? What's going to be in my lifetime? And then Midat Yamai says, How long will I live? There's a Lishnachrina brought by the Misratashat, which is Kitsi is Minyan Shnotai. How many years will I live? Midat Yamai is how many days in the final year? What day in the final year? How many days in the final year? And then Mechadelani, the literal translation is what my frailty is. But over here, Edam Mechadelani is, as she says, is what day of the week that I will die on. You should have been able to calculate, correct. You should, if you knew the number of days, you should have known to be able to calculate the day. And that's maybe why Rashi alters it. That's the way that I interact with the world. I never tell a person when they will die. Brings to mind the statement of Yochanan, which is, a person should always think the next day is their last day. And that way a person always acts as if everything is precious, time is precious. And that they take advantage of that which is in front of them. The same statement about the number of days. 
we do not make that available to individuals. He says, then I can answer what day of the week you'll die is, Amalo b'Shabbat Tamut. You will pass away on Shabbat. He says, Amalot b'Echad b'Shabbat, do me a favor, can I just at least get till Sunday? Because if he passes away on Shabbat, they can't be mitapel on the maid, they can't do a hesbate for him. At least let me get to Sunday. That's already the time for your son's kingdom to start. One kingdom or kingship does not touch the other even by a hair's breadth. That's the time for Shlomo. This is your time. I can't pinge. I can't cringe on his machut. So he says, all right. So I'll give one of my days. Amut Be'erim Shabbat. This let me pass away on Friday. You were ready in Tehillim and said to me, better is one day in your chatzir, in your courtyard, meaning this world, may aleph, than a thousand. And now the Gemara interprets that, tov li yom echad shatay yoshev osek b'torah, me'elof alot shatich no bin chal akriv lefanai al gabi ha'mizbeach. Better one day of your learning Torah in this world than the thousand korbanot that Shlomo HaMelech was going to bring on the mizbeach in the Chanukat Bayit. So he says, David, he says back to him, you already told me that it's better to be learning Torah for one day. Why would you give up a day? So David is basically stuck that he's going to pass away on Shabbat. So as a means of protection, every Shabbat of his lifetime, he learned all day. Because he knew that if he learned all day, that the Malachim of it couldn't get the better of him. So on the day that he was supposed to pass away, the Angel of death comes before him. Couldn't get him to have a pasuk because he was continuously learning Torah, and therefore he was afforded the protection of Torah. And the Malchum Avi couldn't get the better of him. My Mavi, Malchum Avi, trying to think, how am I going to get this guy? So Havale Bustana he had an orchard behind his house, behind the palace. Came and he shook the trees. He made noise in the trees. Rodovid ran out to see what was going on, what the noise, the commotion in the orchard was. He was descending the stairs. The stair under him collapsed. And he was silenced for a second from his learning. And he passed away. And he passed away. Shlomo sends these two questions to the Beit Midrash. That my father had passed away and he's out in the sun. And he's going to rot. The corpse is going to rot because he's sitting out in the sun. And the dogs of my father's house are hungry. What should I do? Now, the Gemara does not connect between the two, but it's interesting. My father's dead and the dogs are hungry. What are they going to do? They're going to eat my father if they have nothing else to eat, which would have been the obvious thought process here. The way Rashi learns it and the way the Gemara seems to lay it out, they don't connect the two questions. Which is, Shachulei. Says for the dogs, you can cut up a nevela and put it in front of them so they have what to eat. As far as your father's concerned, put on him a loaf of bread or a young child, and then you can carry him because a gav, the item that you're permitted to carry on Shabbat, now you can move the mate. Isn't Shlomo's statement true? A live dog is better than the dead lion. Aryeh here referring to David from Yehuda, who is an Aryeh. So the Aryeh mate, David, who is passed away, requires a kikar or a tinok, requires some other object in order to entitle them to carry him on Shabbat. He's muksa otherwise. On the other hand, for the kelev achai, for the live dogs, you can take pick up a nevela, which would otherwise have been muksa. It's not something that's useful. You can cut it up on Shabbat and provide it to them because they're alive. 
So you see that the live dog is better than the dead lion. So now, finally. Oh, that question that you started, remember what the sugi started? That question that you asked. Oh, are you allowed to extinguish the candle and benefit for the chole? Now I'll answer that. Ner kriya ner. A candle is called a ner, a lamp. And the soul of an individual is also called a ner. Ner Hashem, nishmat ha'adam. So now, mutab techaben ner shobasar adam. Better to extinguish the human candle. Mipnei nero shel HaKadosh Baruch in front of the candle of HaKadosh Baruch And it's interpreted to mean... Yes, you're permitted to extinguish a lamp that was lit by humans in order to protect the soul of the individual, in order to allow the individual to live. Rashi says over here, it's very interesting. This is not the source for the fact that pikuach nefesh is dochet Shabbat. And the way that Rashi is interpreting it, it would say, or seem, that one is allowed to violate the Shabbat because we give precedence to the nishmat adam over the ner adam. So that would be a source for the fact that you're allowed to violate Shabbat for Bikuach Nefesh. Rashi says, yes, but no. Because the main source is actually brought in the Gemara and Yoma, which is V'chai Bahem, that you should live by them. That there is a requirement that one live by the mitzvot and not die for the mitzvot, with the exception of the three cardinal sins. So why did he answer this way? Rashi says, He wanted to make it nice for them. Something that they would enjoy and draw their hearts. Because who came to hear the drasha? Shim, the women, the people who are not knowledgeable in Torah. They had to change their drasha. They couldn't just speak in Torah. They had to become entertainers. They had to make the people enjoy. So he spoke about it. He did it in a way that would engage the people that were there and not simply tell you what the halacha is. He's giving the halacha, but he did it in an engaging manner rather than by the real halachic way to answer it. I would have said there's a possibility Rashi does not interpret this way. It's better to extinguish the ner shel basar which is the soul of the individual. Which is the command of Hashem not to extinguish on Shabbat. That if it's not the cholish yesh sakana, obviously if he's going to pass away, there is a cholish yesh sakana. So the determination here of which takes precedence has to do with what the status of the cholish is. And if it's a cholish then we give precedence to the human life. If it's a cholish in sakana, then we give precedence to the word of a Kodesh Baruch Hu, and the word of a Kodesh Baruch Hu will trump. So I'm reviewed the Abreder of Shmuel Bar Shilat, Mishmei Derav. Bikshu Chachamim Lidno Sefer Goelet. Chachamim wanted to put into Gniza the Sefer Goelet. Bimnei Shur, the Rav Sotrim Zedzeh. Because they were contradictory terms, which we just saw. We had one of those sterilt already. Umibnei Malo Ganzua, Mibnei Shedilato Divrei Torah, Vesofo Divrei Torah. And then they did not put into Gniza because... It starts out with Divrei Torah and ends with Divrei Torah. It must be that what's in the middle is also Divrei Torah. We just got to figure out what it's speaking about. Which is interesting in general. All the Sfarim of Shlomo Melech, the Gemara says, Bikshu Chachamim Dignos. The Chachamim wanted to put into Kniza. Here's Sefer Kohelet. In a minute we're going to get into the Sefer Mishlei. And the Gemara in other places talks about Shira Shirim as well. So all of these three Sfarim of Shlomo Melech, Chazal, at some point thought about putting them into Kniza, removing them from the canon because they couldn't interpret them properly or they couldn't uh, understand them properly. And here, t- the two of them, the Gemara gives answers to the Stirot. Shirashirim, we know the statement of Rabbi that it is Kodesh Kodeshim. I don't look at it in the literal, but rather in the allegorical sense. So, Tchilato, Divrei Torah, what does it mean that Kohelet begins with Divrei Torah? What is the benefit of man's toil? 
Shemol Tachar Hashamesh. He works under the sun. In the person, all the toil and work that one does in this world, what's the purpose? What's the value of it? That is true about things that are under the sun. Things that were there before the sun, they have benefit. What came before the Shemesh? That is the Torah. That's which is the town in the Zohar, that that God looked into the Torah and created the world. I mean, that the Torah is the blueprint of the world. So the Torah that preceded the Shemesh, that's different. The toil is not valuable. But things that came before the Shemesh, that toil is valuable, and that is the toil of Torah. Sufol divrei Torah, what does it mean at the end? Fiftiv, this is the pasuk that we repeat at the end. The second to last pasuk in Kohelet. It's interesting that the pasuk quoted before it is the second pasuk in Kohelet. And this is the second to last pasuk in Kohelet, which is, Sof Tavar kol nishma et elukim yira vet mitzvotav shemor kizeh kol adam. In the end, everything is heard. At Elohim Yira, fear God. Bet mitzvotav shmor and keep his mitzvot. Kizek adam. This is all that man has. My kizek adam. What does that mean? This is all that man has. Amar Rabbi Elazar. Kol olam kol The whole world was only created for this individual who is osig b'torah. Rabbi Rakana Mar Shakul Zeh Keneged Kol Olam Kulo. This individual is as valuable as the whole world. Shin ben Azay Omer Vamila Shin ben Zoma Omer Lo Nivra Kol Olam Kulo Elad Zavet Shozeh. That the whole world wasn't created except to be the companion for this individual. What is the problem that we have in Kohelet? So again, we already quoted back here some of the problems of Kohelet. So we already dealt with one of them. Here's another stira, which is Better to be... The translation of Kaas would be angry than spoke full of laughter... But I think the word kas here doesn't necessarily mean me angry, but rather of serious nature. And one should have a serious temperament rather than laughter. Uchtiv. And we also have a puzzle that says, this chok amarti meholal. That I say that laughter is something to be praised. simcha. Also says that I give praise to happiness. Uchtiv. simcha mazosa. What good is happiness? So you have, again, a stira within laughter and a stira within simcha. Where it says lokasho. That's not a stira. Tov kas spoke better a serious temperament than that one of laughter. Tov kas shukwez hakadosh baruch hu letzadikim b'lamazeh. Good is the anger that Hashem displays towards the tzadikim in this world. To the laughter or the goodness that Hashem bestows upon the rishayim in this world. That uh, we discussed in other places, the Gemara and Brachot as well. That Hashem punishes the tzadikim in this world so that they benefit in the world to come. And the rishayim, He gives them their reward in this world, so that it can be matrid notam in olam in the olam haba. Muschok amarti mehulal, and he said about laughter that this is praise. This is the laughter, the joy that Hashem gives the tzadikim in the olam haba. That is simcha shel mitzvah. When I'm talking about happiness, that's the happiness of a mitzvah. What's the benefit of simcha? That's happiness that does not derive from a mitzvah. That the Shechina is not present. Not for someone who is depressed or sad. Not from laziness. Not from laughter. Not because of levity. Not because of speaking or simcha is the other possibility here. And not because of empty things, being engaged in things that aren't important. Ella, you want the Shekhinah to be Shorah, do it through the happiness that derives from a mitzvah. Shnemar, 
Bring me some musician. When the musician began to play, then the Nuvu'ah came to Elisha Navi. Elisha Navi is called out by the Melech Yisrael and Melech Yehuda at the time. They had allied their forces to go out to battle. And they get really stuck in the Midbar. They're not doing well at all. And Yehoshaphat calls Elisha to come to pray when he shows up. Elisha is not so excited to give them a nevuah because of his distaste for the Melech Yisrael, who was not following his way, was not listening to the nevuah, not following the ways of Hashem. And therefore he needs the music in order to settle his mind and then have the Yad Hashem, have the nevuah come to him. So the nevuah, we see from here, comes through a certain sense. The Shekhinah is only Shorah through Simcha, through that happiness, the happiness of a mitzvah. Amar of Yudah, b'chein l'dvar halacha. That is true also about a dvar halacha. Amar Rabba, b'chein l'chalam tov. That's also true about a good dream. What does that mean? Rashi says, l'dvar halacha, tzriach l'ivtoach b'milei b'dichuta b'reisha. You have to tell a joke first. You have to engage the crowd before you tell them halacha, so that they're listening and that they are open to hearing what you have to say. And same thing with the chalom tov. If you want to have a good dream, go to sleep on a happy thought. You go to sleep on a happy thought, you'll have happy dreams. Ini, is that really true? Amar of Gidom Arav, kol tamid chacham shiyoshev l'fnei rabo. That any Talmud Chacham that's sitting before his Rebbe and his lips are not dripping bitterness, meaning out of fear, that he's not shaking in his boots, he should be singed, he should be burnt up. And his lips are like the lilies, dripping the liquid myrrh. Don't talk about this liquid myrrh. Talk about bitterness that's coming up. Don't call lilies that are learning. So the siftotav of those that are shonim that are learning, should be dripping fear or bitterness. So that's not a question. Depends who you're talking about. You're talking about the Rebbe or you're talking about the Talmud. You're talking about the Talmud. The Talmud has to sit there in fear. But the Rebbe, he should be besimcho. Some say, Both of them are talking about the Rebbe. The question is, he's in the introduction or he's in the body of what he's thinking about. In the introduction, he should have a little happiness, levity joke to start out. But then, once he's begun and engaged in the Torah, then he has to get serious. Before he gave the shir, he would say over a joke, everybody would be laughing. So Then he would sit down in fear, and then say over what he wanted to in the shir. They also wanted to put the Sefer Mishlei into Again, there were contradictions. Why did they put it into Gnizah? Hey, didn't we have the same problem with Sefer Kohelet? We found these contradictions and we were able to solve them. So, let us look, at least look into this, see if we can solve these problems. What are the problems within Mishlei? This is two psukim in a row. It says, Do not answer a fool like his folly, because maybe he will think that you're just like him. That's the one pasuk. That is pasuk Gimel. And then, in pasuk Dalet, it says, Anexil Answer the fool like his folly, lest he think that you're not wise. So look, Asher, that's not a problem. That depends on what it is. By divrei Torah, one should answer the fool like his folly. And regular items in the world, you don't. This individual came before Rabbi. 
your wife happens to be my wife. And your children are my children. That's not your wife, that's not your children, they belong to me. says, have a seat here. When you want to drink a cup of wine with me? He drank it, and he exploded, he disappeared. I mean, that Rabbi didn't engage in a dispute with him about whether he was his wife or his children. He simply sat down with him, he drank, and Hashem took care of it. He didn't answer him, he didn't respond to him. How that to come to Rabbi Chia? Same thing happened with Rabbi Chia. Rabbi Chia, who is a Talmud of Rabbi, Amalei Bcha Ishti. Your mother was my wife, Vatabanai, and you are my child. Amalei Ritzon Chashi Tishdei Koshel Yain. You want to sit down, have a cup of wine. You know what the outcome will be? Shatahu Paka. He drank it and exploded again. Rabbi Chia did not engage him in arguing about whether this his mother was really this person's wife or not. That my children were not considered to be mamzerim. Rabbi, when he davened, he had this in brachot, tefilot, that were mentioned there, one of the tefilot is that of Rabbi, which we say every morning, which is, Save me today, from those that are brazen-faced, and from acting like a brazen-faced individual. So save me from these brazen-faced individuals, which was over here, that Lo Zakuni, they won't cause me damage. Mazutpanim is because a mamzer has a zutpanim, the Gemara says. So save me from acting with a zutpanim, so people won't think that I am a mamzer. Bidivrei Torah, Mahi. What is the response that you're allowed to give when it comes to Divrei Torah? Kihaya diyotiv Rabbi Gamliel bekadarish. Rabbi Gamliel was sitting there and giving a drasha. Atida isha shetelid b'chol yom. In the future, a woman will give birth every day. Not a different woman, the same woman will give birth every day. Shinemar, because the Pasuk says in Yirmiyahu, the Atidavo, Hara Violetet Yachdav. Over there it talks about that the individuals that Hashem will bring at that time, the Piseach, the Iver, all the individuals that Hashem will gather together, Atidavo. And then it says, amongst those individuals, the Hara, the one who is pregnant, Violetet, and the one who is giving birth, Yachdav, together. So the Chazal or Rabbi Gamliel is interpreting that to mean, the Hara is also Yoledet. The one who is pregnant gives birth on that day. For the same day that she conceives, Hera, she will, you'll let it, she'll give birth. There was a Tamid there that poked fun of it, laughed at that, thought that was incredulous. How could that be? There's nothing new under the sun. Let me show you something like that today. Went and showed him a chicken who lays an egg Every day. They lay eggs every single day. So there is such a concept. There will be a time in the future when the trees will give fruit daily. Shinemar says, That the bows, the branches will grow, come about. And they will produce fruit. Again, this is Yechezkel talking about how Eretz Yisrael will be. Just like branches grow each day. So too there will be fruit each day. Again, some of the student was incredulous, poked fun at it. There will be nothing new under the sun. So how could that be? This is not what happens today. Let me show you something like this in this world. When I showed him the Tzalaf, the caper bush, which we bumped into Brachot. Again, it has multiple fruits, edible parts to it. And so every day it's producing something else that is edible. In the future, Israel will produce cakes, delicacies, and silk clothing. Literal translation of the Pasuk is that there will be an abundance of grain in the Aretz. 
But here, the Rebbe Gamliel is interpreting pisa to mean pisat yad, to mean the palm of the hand. We saw that earlier in the Gemara already. With Yosef, the Ketonet Basim over there, it says that a person should not favor his child, one child over the others, because of the two shekel of pisat klemilat that were given to Yosef, but they still ended up going down to Mitzrayim. So there we're talking about cloaks of silk, as well as gluskaot, the pisat bar. Bar is the word lishpor bar, which is going to come on Yosef when the brothers, when Yosef is selling the food down in Mitzrayim, it says there that they bought lishpor bar, to buy bar. Bar there means produce. So therefore, he now says that the pisat bar bar, it says that these two items will be plentiful in the land, which is gluskaot and klemilat. Again, this Tamid left, or another Tamid laughed about it. There's nothing new under the sun. Let me show you something like this in this world. When he showed him the mushrooms, the fungi, that grow, that they are they are like these delicacies that grow out in the field. So here we have delicacies that grow in the fields today. Va'aklemilat. And what about the klemilat, these silk garments or cloaks? He said, he showed him navra barkora. He showed him the bark or the covering of the palm tree. And as Rashi explains over here, siv kemin lebush mitzuyar gadel sevivotakor. comes to the palm tree, there is some sort of growth that every year comes around it, around the part of palm, to protect it each year. And when it grows, when it first grows, it's very soft and silky. And so he showed him that, and he says, see, look, there is silk that is growing on the trees. So here is the response, which is, anek silki valto, answer the fool like his folly. That obviously these aren't exactly what he was speaking about, but because this individual, this Talmud, did not believe him, he went out to show him items that were similar in nature today. That means, answer the fool like his folly, but divrei Torah. But divrei Torah, you have to engage the person, because you can't just leave him to his foolishness. You have to help him. If he can't understand it, if he's unable to grasp it, you have to help him along. You have to do things that make it accessible to him. But that's not true when it comes to Mili Daumo. Outside of the world of Torah, you don't have to respond. You do not have to engage with the fools. It's good advice in general. Many, too, too many times we engage in speaking and arguing and disagreeing with claims and issues that are not of relevance. And it would be just better to be silent in some of these cases. All right, we'll stop over here. Stop.